Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. folks i know a lot of you've been watching mr dan bird for months if not years now on this channel a lot of you have been highlighting we have to give him a nailed it t-shirt yes i have ordered one he is getting one and no he does not get one for every time he is right he gets come on one otherwise you'd have nothing but these t-shirts and your wife would your wife would be very mad at me because well you called s p 500 hitting an all-time high which happened you called NVIDIA going from 500 to 600 because of a cup and handle. Who the hell knows what that is? But you called that one right as well. So, Mr. Prognosticator, what happened last week? What's going to happen next week? And do you have my lotto numbers? I'm just wondering. <laughs> I only wish. <laughs> I wish I could. Hey, the stock market is my lottery. Oh, there you go. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, so let's uh, let's go back and let's celebrate uh, what happened last week because uh, you had a couple of big wins as far as I'm concerned. The S&P 500 and NVIDIA, both calls you made early and uh, you got those right, buddy. You nailed it. Yeah, I think both of those were pretty much, I mean, done deals. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that was going out on a limb on either one of those. Um, you know what? I don't you don't give yourself enough credit. There are plenty of people saying exactly the opposite of you and yeah. even more people following those doomers because that's where they live, right? Fear sells, being afraid sells. And that's you were true. making two bullish calls and you were right. So celebrate it a little. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, fear does sell, especially on YouTube, on the internet. It's the way to get people to click on things. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's wanna, true. Yep. Yep. I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. So tell us why last week looked, remind me where we can get the free newsletter and let's dig in. Okay. Sure. Uh, a lot of new stuff on the website. Ooh, I like new stuff. Okay. Which we're going to talk about something in the second segment Okay. on some of the new stuff, something that I learned at the VectorVest conference that I've now created and how to identify or find good candidates that, uh, you know, strong stocks that are ready to move higher. That might be pulling back, ready to move higher. Okay. Um, that's the second segment. But uh, this one's uh, anyone that wants my free newsletter, just come to breakpointtrading.net and click on this little link right here. Hmm. And you can get it for free. There's doesn't ask for a credit card or anything like that. If you want to be reminded that it's available, then at the bottom, you can at least log in your your uh, email address. Mm -hmm. Again, this free plan does not ask for a credit card. We don't sell emails. We don't share emails. You know, so you don't have to worry about getting spammed. At least not from my site. Mm -hmm. um, but if you want to be reminded, just do the, the zero dollar one. But you don't have to. You can come in here and just click on that and read the newsletter. Cool. Um, okay, so. What happened last week? And let's actually go into the newsletter and I'll show you. 
some cartoons in here. <laughs> this, I thought this one was pretty funny. I don't know if yeah. you've seen that. I don't I have. know. If the meme, the meme, yeah, yeah the guy. Yeah, yeah the meme, I've right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it kind of like is mirroring that meme. Um, so last week we had um, manufacturing, crude oil, existing home sales went down. I think you talked about that. Yep. Core retail, though. Up. Up pretty big. Yeah, beat expectations up up 100% from previous months. Uh, yep. The death of the consumer has been greatly exaggerated. Yes. So what do you think about that? I think what do you a lot think about of that, that in the in the context of uh, the next Fed meeting. Oh, the Fed's not raising. The Fed sees what's coming with inflation. The, in, in my opinion, this is where we disagree. I think we still disagree. I think inflation is going to come down faster than the average person thinks, and unemployment is not going to go up as much as people think. It will be. Uh, and the Fed will do something they have never done before, and that's cut rates without a crazy, you know, recession. I think they're going to do something they've never done before. And I realize I'm out on a limb all by myself, but I still think that's well, coming. You may not be. You may not be on a limb. Um, I'll, I'll show you at the end of this newsletter why I say that, because there's someone there's someone else that is echoing what you're saying. And I want to be clear, I've been calling this for months, so it's not mm -hmm. like a new thing. And I don't right. change my mind. So, yeah, we'll right. see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. And I and I haven't, um, I haven't, you know, been very strong with the opinion that the Fed might raise. I'm just saying that it's it's a outside possibility. Oh, dude, zero, zero, okay. zero point zero zero zero. <clears throat> so I'll I'll make it five percent. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. <clears throat> All right. One in 20. Okay. So yeah. just to be clear, one in 20 fed it fed rate increase February 1st. Yeah. Okay. Quarter sure. point or are they going to do a half? Well, no, no, it will only be a quarter. If they do anything, right. it'll be a quarter. All right. Cool. So, and the reason is strong retail sales, mm -hmm. strong jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, GDP is still strong. Yep. Okay. Economy is still growing at a pretty good clip. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact. Okay. So uh, I think they've got the cover to do it if they wanted to. Um, of course, they probably hopefully recognize that that might finally break things mm -hmm. if they do. So that's that's one reason why they probably won't. Well, I think the but, I think the reason they won't is this Fed has been remarkably consistent at telling the market what's coming. And mm -hmm. there was there was zero talk last week about a potential rate increase February first. Yeah, it was right. all about the Fed. The market's too early. It's not the cuts. Not in March. Maybe in the second half. None of the conversation. I think there were eight Fed speeches last week and four the week before. None of them hinted at a quarter point rate increase. That's the big tell. For me. So, so now that you bring that up. Let me just scroll to the very bottom of my oh, there you go. newsletter. <clears throat> yes, said, I knew about December, these two meetings. Yep. Yeah, December 1st and December 13th. That's 12 days apart. It is. Fed chair says, premature to speculate on rate cuts. <clears throat> 13th, 
discuss the timeline to start rate cuts. Yep. So just because the Fed talks about it doesn't mean they won't change their mind in pretty short order. I agree. And what you saw with those two discussions or those two points, and I love that you brought these up, was a complete reversal of we're going higher. Mm -hmm. We're being flat to going, oh, no, we're going down. Right. They're not going to go from December 13th to now January 21st and go, oh, we're going to go higher again. They'd be freaking helter skelter, crazy, crazy people. <clears throat> not, only will the, not only will the Fed start cutting rates, but the end of QT is rapidly approaching. I agree with that also. <clears throat> so QT is quantitative tightening. Mm hmm which is where they stop, stop buying bonds yep. and mortgage-backed securities. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Might even start selling them. Um, but this is an interesting chart that reflects that. Yep. It's already started, really. But Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then it might, it looks like it's going to accelerate. So okay. these are the liabilities on the Fed's balance sheet. Treasury general account currency, RRP, and reserve balances, the blue ones down here. Right. Those are the ones that are are running off. Mm -hmm. So that, that looks to be accelerating. Okay. If the economic data is strong and financial conditions are improving, then what does the Fed know that we don't? Hmm. Hmm. Here's the, um, the spread on repo versus the Fed funds rate going back to 2019. Yep. So it was way up here in 2019. This is COVID, this big yep. line. <clears throat> and we're creeping back up there to where it was then. Okay. This is all confirming your belief that they will be cutting rates. Without some nasty economic data. Yep. Right. Well, I mean, I'll go back to the comment. What does the Fed know that we don't? Oh, okay. I see what you're right. saying. Maybe well, I think it's a I think it's a couple fold. I really do. I mean, I I did the math just with shelter inflation, given the backward nature in the 12 month mm -hmm. lag in the data, just shelter rolling over, which is currently about 60% of inflation readings. We mm -hmm. are sub two percent today, right? If you if you do actual versus bullshit calculation, we're sub <laughs> and, two today. Yeah, and here's the here's the underlying thing. You now that for this question, what does the Fed know that we don't? Some data suggests financial risks have risen in recent months. One of those is overnight funding rates. Yep, that's and that's what this repo. That's what this is all about right here. Mm -hmm. Overnight funding for banks, basically liquidity right. in, in the system. Yep. Another risk to financial stability is a rapid reduction in treasury liquidity. So these are the things the Fed knows that we don't. It doesn't mean that there's a recession looming necessarily. Yep. Keep going. Did you spill something? One of my dogs is coughing, so I want to take care of it. Keep going. No, no problem. Um, but this one here, this is the overnight reverse purchase agreements and bank reserves. So reserves are dropping rapidly. So that right there is something that could cause some problems in the economy. 
especially if there are any bank um, closures like we had last spring. So end of QT equals the beginning of QE, maybe. That mean they're gonna go back to QE, right? This is an interesting survey, biggest driver of equity prices in 2024, the Fed. So this is, this is a B of A survey for investment professionals. And if you combine the Fed at 52% plus liquidity, which is basically the Fed, at 7%, that's 59%. That most traders think that it is the Fed that is going to cause equity prices to big, biggest driver for equity prices. <clears throat> All right. Did you hear any of that, by the way? I did not. Unfortunately, my uh, happy was having a problem I had to take care of. So it's okay. Okay. I was just talking about the, you know, what's happening right now with bank reserves. Mm -hmm. And yep, I see that. The overnight lending, which is which is pulling liquidity out of the system. Yes, it is. All right. So this this right here is what could cause problems. And this is this is what the Fed might be trying to get ahead of by cutting rates. You're right. That could be the thing. Right. And then this is a survey by B of A. You know, what's what's the drive? What's in 24? What's the driver of equity prices? 52% said the Fed. 7% said liquidity, which basically is the Fed. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, liquidity, liquidity is the thing that I've been trying to harp on for a while now. And I've been a, I've been a step or two ahead of that chart. They're, they're looking at overnight lending. Yeah. I've actually been looking at just the lending that's not happening at regional banks and all of that because they have to be uh, they have to protect their balance sheets. I think liquidity mm -hmm. is a problem. Right. So this is a reminder of what happens when the Fed starts cutting. Mm -hmm. You usually get a recession. That's interesting. Every single time. Every single time, yeah. Get a recession after they start cutting. Now, so, so let's play. The reasons, let's for, play. The reasons mm -hmm. for cutting are different. But when they start cutting, we've had a recession. Previously. Yeah. Going to be interesting because again, this one, you know, this pandemic, this COVID, this eight trillion dollars, it's it's gumming up the work still. Yeah, that's right. It is. We're not back to normal yet. No, we're not back to normal yet. Um, this is this is a chart that one of the subscribers asked me to include on the website, mm. which is a comparison of the Russell two thousand, which is small and mid caps, mm -hmm. with the Magnificent Seven. Oh, interesting. And I found a an ETF that just tracks the magnificent. It's called MAGS. So only those seven stocks. Hmm. There you go. Makes it easy. Okay. Yeah. So I did a, a relative chart between the Russell and that ETF. And you can see here the beginning of, you know, actually in December of uh, 23, mm -hmm. right? about halfway through that big rally, everything switched. And if you remember, a lot of people were talking about small caps and small caps are starting to- Yeah, broaden out. Yeah, I remember broaden that. Broaden out, come back in the picture. And this this shows it, this proves it. So the Russell is small and mid caps, outperforming the, the Magnificent Seven, but that's now switched. 
Yeah, it has. Switch back the other other way. Okay. All right. So this is uh this is all in my newsletter. This is why I say, you know, you're you're in good company. There's you're not the only one now that's saying that Fed's going to cut and giving reasons why the Fed's going to cut. Yeah. And it's mostly like around it. mostly around liquidity. Yeah, again, we're in in our debt-based economy, liquidity is the grease, the the lubricant that makes it go. And if liquidity tightens up, yep. it could and, be a problem. And and this um this right here is why regional banks are tightening too. Exactly. This is exactly what I saw kind of coming when I was saying watch the regional banks are gonna pull back from lending. And and um yeah, this is this is what I saw coming. So the other thing um, about regional banks, I'm going to go to my market bias matrix because I have regional banks in here, mm -hmm. right here. Regional banks have had a nice run <clears throat> since November. They pull back a little bit, but they've started to move back up again. Okay. So, you know, they're, they're, they've started beginning to move back up. But the biggest thing, I think, biggest driver, is the inverted yield curve, mm. which is rapidly de-inverting, getting back to normal. Yeah. So it came up really fast right here, and then it dropped back down. It came up again. It dropped down last week, mm -hmm. but I don't think it has much to go to get back above zero again. Yeah, and, and there's there's two ways this can de this could de-invert, right? The ten year could stay flat, the two year could fall. That de-inverts it, mm -hmm. you know, or the ten year rises and the two year stays flat, or, or you know, any combination of those. So, um, um, well, you want you want the two year to be higher than the ten year. Well, that's what it is today. The two years higher than the ten year. You would right. typically speaking, you want the ten year, which is longer term money, to cost you more than short term money, and that's not mm -hmm. what's happening today. So you right. get there one of two ways: either the ten year goes up, or the two year, you know, goes down. You know, traditionally, and obviously both those things can also happen. But that's that's where we are. Yeah, here's the two year and the three month, still down here. Yeah, that's actually a more interesting one. The, the historical trend has been two-year and 10-year. Uh, I don't know if you have it, but you can even do the three-month and 10-year. Um, I don't about, have that one. Yeah, talk about relatively short-term versus long-term. That's It's wild. Um, yeah, this is this is the 10 and the 2 up here. You can see how it, it, what I just said, it was rapidly getting back to zero, pull back, and then started back up again. But the uh, two-year and three-month is still down there. It hasn't really recovered. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are so many kind of historical recession indicators that might get blown up this time because of all that $8 trillion mm -hmm. liquidity in the system, right? Right. Historically, yeah. you've told us and been right. When it de-inverts, that's when a recession happens. When the Fed cuts, that's when a recession happens. I think this right. COVID... Eight trillion dollars is going to make those two things not true this time. That that very well could be true. Yep. I mean, just because it's happened before doesn't mean it can. It will happen again. Yep. 
And I think this time is different because we we never pumped $8 trillion in two years into our economy before. It, it takes more than a winter to kind of squeeze it out. Yeah, here's the M2 money supply chart that I've showed before. Yeah, every all the all the doomers love to quote this. M2's down. It's gone negative. First time since the Great Depression. I'm right. like, zoom out, people. Zoom out. Yeah, yeah. It's not if even back just, to trend. If you just follow the the normal trend, it needs to drop another fifteen percent to get back to normal. Yeah, zoom out, people. It's crazy. Right. Yep. So all very interesting stuff. And uh, back to the market, you know, yes, we had a great week last week, but there are some things that are really strange about last week. Okay. Um, semiconductors had a great week. Semiconductors right here. Look at that. Yeah. AMD went up a bunch. NVIDIA, of course, went up. Yeah. Yep. Um, in fact, here's AMD. Ooh, look at that video. Now watch mm. watch this one. SMCI. Mm. Oi. Wow. Look at that. Went up a hundred points on Friday. Sheesh. I didn't even know what they did. A hundred points. They make uh servers for AI. Wow. So they went up almost 25% in a day. 35%. Thir they went up 35%. Oh, if you according take, to if that you chart, low, yeah, I know. If oh. you take it from the low, though, it was oh, the low. Okay, wow. Okay, first previous close. Okay, yeah. that's a day. That's that's a hell of a winner. That's one day. Yep. Yeah. Um, this one, by the way, SMCI, all the way, all back through here, through this whole period, be under a hundred mm -hmm. on VectorVest for, and I put this in the newsletter a few weeks ago, on VectorVest for six months straight, it was the number one stock. Oh wow, good for them. They got that one. Yeah. And it's it's a mid cap. It's mm. not even a large cap. Good for them. So uh going back to my newsletter again, uh, I put in every week, I put in, you know, which one's what's moving. Here's the sector performance. You can see communications technology and the NASDAQ 100 outperform for the week. Mm -hmm. So all the growth areas. Um, but here's the top. Large caps, AMD. I mean, you can see how many semiconductors there are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven semiconductor stocks. Wow. Out of out of 10, we're in the top 10. And then the small and mid caps, interestingly, Supermicro didn't even make it to number one. Mm -hmm. This other company, which I don't even know anything about it, industrial suppliers. Almost doubled. Jeez. Yep, we're up 95%. I'm guessing somebody's buying them. No idea. Wait, that could be, yeah. K-A-M-N. Look at that. Yeah, look at that volume. Woof. Wouldn't you love to find that one early? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would. I'd love to have call options on that one. That would be really good. Yes, absolutely. Right down here at 22. Yeah, exactly. Went to 45. Um, we're going to talk in the next session, we're going to talk about how to find stocks like that so the, the the things that concern me a couple of things i want to point out here first of all on this uh this was one that was requested by a subscriber last week mm. for me to add it in and this is the national association of active investment managers mm. 
bull bear exposure. So when it gets up over 95%, it actually can go up more than 100%. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how they do that, but there can be more than 100% of these managers that are bullish. Doesn't make but sense. But when it gets up no, over okay. 95, that's that's an extreme. So just Got follow it. these up. There's the high right there. Follow this up. That's the high. It's a negative divergence. Mm -hmm. This is 2021, just before the long bear market. Hmm. But look at the divergence right now. Ah, look at that. Huge divergence. So yeah. these active investment managers do not trust this rally. They are repositioning to bearish stance hmm. as the rally is hitting new highs. Okay. So this this dash line is the old all-time high. And we took that out on Friday. All right. Negative divergence. Not good. The other one down here in the McClellan oscillator, which shows you advancers versus decliners. Mm -hmm. Again, the I, I pointed this out previously. There was already a negative divergence back here as the market was going up back in December. Yep. And this was going down, but it was still above zero. So it's still there were still more advancers than decliners, just fewer advancers, even as the market hit new highs. But now we hit even higher highs down here. But this went below zero and it's still going down. It came back a little bit on Friday, just a tiny bit. But it's it's the trajectory, the acceleration is even greater right. as we're hitting you know all-time highs. Hmm. That to me is a cause for concern. Now I don't know what it means. I don't know if that means I, I'm not gonna make any predictions, in other words. That something's okay. going to happen. Same thing on the NASDAQ. Looks very similar. I'm just pointing this out as the, the other thing to notice is this pink line back here. It's when it peaks and rolls over. See right here, it peaked and rolled over. This is the beginning of the downtrend. Mm -hmm. Peaked here and rolled over. So, But we still made a new high. So I'm not making any predictions right. that the market is ready to crash. Okay. I'm just pointing this out as as an anomaly. Right. It's not supposed to work that way. You're, when you're hitting new highs, you should have more advancers yep. instead of few, fewer advancers. So, you know, all of those things are, are not good. Um, okay. I think that's about it <clears throat> that I wanted to point out. One thing that I'll I'll make a note of is, and this will feed into the next session that we do, <clears throat> this top 10 list that I update every week. Mm -hmm. um, somebody asked me to put a legend in here about what these colors mean. Okay. Um, the the yellow means it's in the first column and it's in at least one of the other columns. Got it. The tan means it's in the second column and it's in at least one of the other columns. All right, so CrowdStrike and Zscaler are over here and they're over here. But the greens <clears throat> very rarely ever happens. <clears throat> Before this, NVIDIA came, they had three greens. So if it's green, that means it's in all three top tens. NVIDIA last week had all three greens. The only time that has ever happened since I've been doing this is about a month or so ago when Decker's Outdoors had was, was in all three of these. Hmm. 
But this is the first time I've ever seen three different stocks oh, wow, in that. all three top 10 lists. Hmm. NVIDIA, Deckers, and Arista Networks. It's in Earnings Beats, which is Tom Boley. It's in the Investors Business Daily 50, and it's in the Vectorvest top 10. <clears throat> now, what I've started doing, or actually what I've been doing as I created this previously, every time these drop off, <clears throat> They dropped out of the top 10, but that doesn't mean they're bad stocks. They might've dropped to 11 or 12 or right. mm -hmm. 15 or 20 or whatever out of 4,000 stocks. But I've been saving them all in, in a watch list. Okay. So I thought, why don't I take that watch list and just offer it to anyone? Hmm. So if anybody would like to get that list of all of the previous top 10s, it also includes all of the top threes so if it's red over here, that means it's the top three in this in each of these sectors. Got it. Uh, and also in the top ten. So it's red. If it's red, it's it's a top three, and it's a top ten. Hmm. That's what makes it red. <clears throat> Down here, I've combined all of that. So all the ones that previously made top tens, all the ones that are currently in the top ten, and all the ones that have previously made top three, over here, are all in this one list. In the next session, I'm going to show you how to use that list to find potential candidates. I love it. Let's uh, let's get to it. Dan, one more time. What is the website? Where do they get the newsletter? Yep, breakpointtrading.net. And the free newsletter is right here. Um, there, the homepage and the books page, uh, you don't need a subscription to get to, but most of the other things that I'm showing you on here, a, re a subscription is required. Mm -hmm. It's $99 a year for a one-year just pretty cheap actually yeah it's crazy cheap go back and watch the watch all this has evolved because it keeps adding to I, it. I actually show this to a um to a hedge fund manager who trains traders on how to trade and he's helping me um fill out an options page oh wow which, uh, which, I, which i'm going to i haven't completed yet but um, but he, when I show this to him, he goes, oh my God, this, this, <laughs> you should be charging $99 a month for this. Right. Because the, these are all of the things that I use. He gave me a couple of ideas and some things to add over here. Because these are all of the things that I use and you've just put them all in one place for me. There you go. Because I've been thinking about doing this and creating something like this. But now that I've seen what you've done, I don't need to do it. There you go. Dan, thank you for coming back every week. Thank you for helping so many people. I look forward to video number two. Take care. You bet. Take care.